This is the Canon Dispatch. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. I hope this transmission finds everybody well, doing good things, keeping their New Year's resolutions, if that's even a thing. It's not a thing for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really like those things because uh, it gives you something to say, I'm going to go do this, and then it gives you this date, and then you don't do it, and it makes you feel like shit, and uh, I don't know. Discipline's a good thing, obviously, but uh, I don't know. New Year's resolutions are just kind of silly to me. However, if it works for you, if it gives you a date and you do start on something and you keep it, then more power to you. Anyway, that's not what this is about. Um, this episode is about my friend Big Mike. I've known Big Mike for about three years now. Uh, great guy. He's an electronics technician here where I work, and he's like a celebrity around here, really, I mean, he's just, everybody loves him, he's an awesome guy, he's always willing to help, I mean, we'll bring like knickknacks from work, and he'll try to see if he can fix them, or I mean, knickknacks from work, knickknacks from home, and he'll see if he can fix them, or, or whatever, just a awesome guy, and you know, um, when you listen to the conversation, hear how it flows like kind of to a complete circle. Talking about what he was like when you when you first when it first comes on, you'll talk about uh, or you'll hear us talking about what he was doing that morning of the recording, and then um, and then he started talking about uh, what he was doing when he started work there twenty two years ago. And then he started talking about all these stories about his time in the Navy. And you'll see he's always been that type of person that just wants to be involved, wants to help people, and also just likes to have a good time. Um, you know, I think we get into the habit of trying to map out everything to be perfect in our lives. And we seldom leave room to just let things be. And, all right, when I say, like, we... I'm really talking about me. Um, Big Mike just went into things because he had a feeling about something or he wanted to make a change. Uh, he didn't like something and he wanted to make a change or he just wanted to have an adventure or an experience. And though it didn't always pan out the way that he thought it was, he still kept going. And um, I, anyway, I think it's just great. Just, I think his mentality is awesome, and uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you do too. Um, give me some feedback on. I think the only way you can do it is on Apple Podcast. On on yeah, on Apple Podcasts, you can leave five stars and you can leave some feedback. And on Spotify now, you can actually leave stars. I think. Anyway, on Apple for sure. Uh, maybe Spotify, you have to be over a certain. Uh, amount of like listeners or something like that i don't know anyway um that's it that's all i got i am going to try to put out more of these every week um and i guess you know what i feel like a like a jackass because at the beginning i'm talking about new year's resolutions or kind of but now i'm trying to say that uh after i got back 
from my holiday this year. I went to Spain. It was great. And I got to see family, which is you know, it was just amazing. Um, and just being overseas, and it's just great. But I come back, and I said, you know what? I'm going to start putting out one of these a week. And no excuses. So it just so happened to coincide with the beginning of the new year. And so now I look like a dick from before, but that's okay. Anyway, I'm going to start doing it more. So um, I really appreciate you listening. And uh, if you have any feedback or you have any ideas of who um, you'd like to hear me interview or anything, please let me know. And without further, further ado... This is my conversation with Big Mike. Okay, Big Mike, but you gotta do the mic check because you're the you're the you're Big Mike. All right, so this is a mic check, mic check, check, mic check, mic mic check. I think it sounds good. I think it does too. Big Mike, how's it going? It's good. It's good. Today, Wednesday morning, hump day, hump day. Yeah, yeah. Soon, yeah as soon as I walked in this morning. You're already like, well, you're at the printer and then doing printer shit. And then after that, I see you five minutes later, your hands are full of gr- like grease. <laughs> Dude, I do it. It's, it's so crazy. So, you know, I, I'm a jack of all trades. You know, when you've, when you've been here as long as, so I've been here 22 years, you know. I've okay. been in, I've been at Ground Electronics for 22 years. I've been attached working for ground electronics for 24 years so since 98 i've been here i was two years as a contractor and then i've been here i've been a civilian here since july 10th of 2000 so jeez (laughs) yeah so so you so like I mean, was it always in this building? Always in this building. Okay. They moved over here. They moved over here in '98, right before, right before I came on board as a contractor. They moved over here. Okay. Uh, the old tower over there at 1852 was the was the old tower. All right. Um, but yeah, I've always been here. Um, got introduced. Uh, it was kind of a cool, a cool thing. I was contractor, Motorola contractor. Worked for a Motorola as the radio guy here on base. Did everything. Uh, Motorola radio wise um, installs for the fire department installs for the police department installs for ground electronics I worked for ground electronics they were my boss uh, Hiram Lamb Lieutenant Lamb was the I uh, I came I came here right as uh, Demarsic was leaving he was he was transferring out um, and Lieutenant Lamb was coming in and came in and started working on all the Motorola stuff here on the base and then I was I was hands-on as a contractor I was hands-on out here I mean I was doing like P- doing doing I, stuff I was doing PMS out here <laughs> as a contractor that wasn't even your it life. wasn't even my job but I was bored man I was down there I was down there sitting around I'm just like I'm like man I gotta do something so I started I started doing uh with uh one of the guys he's like he's like come on man Wyatt Patterson, never forget him. He was a he was an old Vietnam, mm. serious Vietnam dude. He had scars all over his arms from getting shot and everything. And he's like, Mike, come out here with me and help me change the oil in the ASR eight. I'm like, all right, let's go. So we go up on top of the eight tower, the the tower that's still out there. Mm-hmm. We go up there and it's windy and everything. And we take the take the the cap loose 
man, oil just comes all over me. He's like, he just starts laughing. He's like, welcome to the SR8. I'm like, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. It was almost like a rite of passage. Yeah, it was. It was a rite of passage. He's just like, he's just like, yeah, here you go, man. It's a welcome, welcome to Ground Electronics. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club, dude. You're in now. So anyway, I I work contracting wise, and then. Lieutenant Lamb, he goes, hey, man, we're going to be hiring uh, nine civilians. You interested? I'm like, well, yeah, man, civil service? You know I am. Yeah. He goes, well, give me your resume, and uh, we'll look we'll look and see if we can get you in. So put my resume, and boom, got me in. What was your – did you go to school for, like – so I was an EW. I was an electronic warfare technician in the Navy. Okay, and you did what? Like a, like one enlistment? I did nine years. Okay, so I, I, so I, I born. And I didn't raised know that. In, I didn't know that. By the way, yeah. I thought I don't know. I, I always thought that you were. I mean, I knew that you weren't like retired. Right. Like retired Navy. Right. But I, I, for some reason, I thought that you didn't have any military time at all. Oh no. So, I born and raised in Idaho. It's there's a kind of a funny story back little backstory. It's, it's I'm going to college. I got my freshman year. I'm, I'm on I'm in I'm in college on a basketball scholarship. All right. Um, my freshman year, I get mono, a bad case of mono, and I'm out for the season. Because how do you get that from like licking toilets? Or yeah, something? I was licking boots. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I so put me out for the season. So I. Didn't ended up transferring schools, go to the next school in NC, they Northwest Nazarene College. They give me a scholarship to come play basketball for them. I was I was good. I was I was all state. Oh man. Just go ahead and we'll see how it goes. This might. Yeah, you too, bye. That's easy. If I want to or if I don't want to, I can just edit that edit out. That out. Okay. So one, two, three. We uh, were, I was sitting there at NNC um, and practice started, the first week of practice, basketball practice started, and um, I ordered a pizza, and the pizza comes, I'm in dorm rooms, right? And I go up and get my pizza, and I'm running down to the dorm rooms, run down the stairs, I twist my ankle, my ankles, my foot, bottom of my foot's looking up at me. I'm like, oh, run down to my room, and... Uh, we uh, get in there, and the pizza is just like all over me and everything. I look at my ankle, and it's like it's like huge. It's purple and everything, and I'm like, oh crap. So I tell my roommate, I'm like, you got to take me to the hospital. So he takes me to the emergency room, and I chipped a bone in my ankle. Well, put me out for another season. So I'm just like, well, I, I'm done with basketball. Right. I'm, just, I'm just like done. So. Springtime rolls around, and it's like it's like 15 degrees in Idaho. There's two feet of snow on the ground and I'm sitting in business communications class and uh, this girl this girl comes up comes back to class and she's like she's like yeah I just talked to my mom she's down in Cocoa Beach Florida it's 75 degrees I'm like what 75 degrees and there's two feet of snow and it's 15 degrees here I'm like that's just wrong yeah. I'm like alright so I'm driving home driving back to the farm uh-huh. and uh, I just look over and there's a Navy recruiting station. I've never seen this Navy recruiting station anywhere. And there's a Navy recruiting station there. I'm like, what in the world? Whoop, pull in. <laughs> like, don't know nothing about the Navy, nothing. 
pull in there. I said, hey, man, what's this Navy thing about? And he's like, well, you know, you got to take this test to see what, you know, what you can do in the Navy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I'll take a test. So I take a test, and he just looks at the test, and he's like, pretty good he was interested in taking ASVAB I'm like whatever dude I don't know what an ASVAB is sure I guess would you would you call me (laughs) so he he says well when can you go up to Boise to take the ASVAB I'm like I don't know whenever you want me to I guess he's like all right so he's he interviews me and everything finds out I was in college and everything his eyes are about you know this is back in the 80s this is this is 1986 his eyes are about as big as whales eyes you know he's he's like chomping at the bit to get out it is college somebody, dude somebody yeah this is someone in college he's not immediately stupid yeah why this is a catch yeah <laughs> he's like reeling me in yeah. you know he's he's like okay okay and so he's he's just buttering me up, man. He's just like, yeah, man, the Navy, this is, this is, this, 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 this. I'm like, all right, all right. So he goes, when can you take the ASVAB? I said, I don't know, whenever. He goes, let me check. He says, how about next Tuesday? I'm like, Tuesday's great, sure, let's go. So we load up. He, he says, be here at such and such. I get there. We load up in the government car. I'm like, oh, I don't even have to take my own car. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, man, we'll chauffeur you everywhere. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm getting chauffeured wherever I want to go, you know. I'm like, all right. So he goes, drives me up there. I take the test, the ASVAB. I guess I aced one part of it because they didn't believe I, they thought I cheated on it. (laughs) So I get done with the test and the guys, the guys just like came over to me. They're like, they're like, hey, so, so what do you really want to do in the Navy? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't even know how to spell Navy. I don't even know what Navy is. They're like, well, what are you, what are you interested in doing? I'm like, I don't know. They said, well, here's the jobs you can do, and just fan out this right, big right. old all of them, all these jobs. Right. And I'm like, well, I like that insignia, and I like that insignia, which I called them. I like that design, and I like that design. Going off of designs, and it was an EW symbol, and it was an AW symbol. Mm-hmm. I'm like, those are kind of cool looking. And they're like, okay. Well, here, choose between these two then. Boot camp for the AW was in Chicago. Burr. I ain't going to Chicago. Right. Boot camp for a- EWs. Orlando, Orlando Florida. Florida. Right. <laughs> a school for the AW. Millington, Tennessee. I'm like, eh. Boot camp or A school for EW. Pensacola, Florida. I'm like, Florida again? All right. C school for AW. Millington, Tennessee. I'm like, eh. C school for EW. Pensacola, Florida. I'm like, I want that one. That's how I become an EW. I had no idea what EW was. It's funny how stuff, but it's funny how stuff just happens like that. Like, you, there was that chick that you're talking about in class. Right. That said the... Temperature 75 degrees in Cocoa Beach. And you're like, Florida. You're like, ah, this shit sucks here. And then... I just like this design, and it just so happens that, that it's like attached to Florida. Attached to Florida, you know, right? right. And you'd like, you'd like, you know, and that that I had I didn't know anything about electronics. I love taking stuff apart. My mom will attest that I love taking stuff apart. I took pins apart. I took everything apart when mm-hmm. I was growing up. So you know, being a twidget, I love taking stuff apart. So I joined the Navy. I'm I'm gung ho. I'm like 
I'm like, watch Top Gun came out that year. I'm like, oh man, I'm watching Top Gun. Oh, right. I go to the I went to the theater seven times to watch Top Gun. You know, I'm I'm like watching Top Gun every time it's come out. It's it's at the drive-in. We've got a we've got a triplex drive-in, and it's on all three screens. I'm like, oh oh really? oh 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 yeah, Top Gun, Top Gun. Yeah, I think I can fly planes. I think I can fly a plane. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. So, you know, I go I go into the Navy just headstrong. Man. They said they said, well, when do you want to go to boot camp? I said, well, I kind of promised my 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 boss that I would work through the summer. I said, can I go after summer? They said, that's fine. You know, they got me. They, yeah, they got you. They, they're like, whatever. Because I depped in. I delayed entry okay. into it. And uh, he's like, um, how's October sound? I said, that's perfect. Yeah, that'd be great, man. I can, I can, you know, get done with work, go see my friends for a little while, and then join the Navy. They said, he goes, okay, okay, yeah, man, that's great. He goes, October 6th, October 6th, and I'm like, all right, sweet. And so I'd, I'd go in and see him and hang out and, and stuff and all. And October 6th rolls around, and uh, he says, you're not going today. He goes, it got delayed today. I'm like, all right, whatever. So October 7th comes around, and we roll up, and he takes me to the airport. And we go in, and they fly me to Orlando. My first taste of humidity never been around humidity. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, what yeah. is this? It's October, and I'm dying in, yeah, in yeah. the heat. And uh, get off, and it's, I go to boot camp, and I love it. I love it. It's it's just, it's the greatest thing. Petty Officer Goyet and Petty Officer Terra. They were, uh, they were uh, bubblehead uh, MM's machinist mate uh, nukes. Mm. First classes, man. And they were the coolest dudes. They were the coolest dudes. Hard, hard I mean, they, they were hardcore. They were, but we had, so we had 73 people in our, in our boot camp company. 58 of them were nukes. Whoa. So we had the top, you know, these, these we were smart, you know, we're smart. Right, right. The whole thing's just. <clears throat> so we're going through boot camp and they're like, all right, man, we're going to get, we're going to. So back then, it was called a 4 L locker. It was, you know, to get the, the, uh, at the end, you got the Hall of Fame flag and everything to get, only certain companies get the Hall of Fame and everything. Okay. We ended up getting the Hall of Fame. I was the master at arms of the company. We were like, we were like the elite of the elite of the elite. I mean, we were the 16th company in boot camp history to do a 4-0 locker. I mean, we did, it was, it was awesome. I had, I had a blast at boot camp. It was, they busted us. They busted us. That was in the 80s too, where they they didn't have all these rules that they have, especially nowadays. But even when I did boot camp almost 20 years ago, in the 80s, it was like, oh, it, yeah, that was trash cans down. I mean, yeah, yeah. Push up position, hut. Come in here, get on your, you know, push up position. You, I stayed there, you know. I, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, but it was a blast. I had, I had, I had fun. So then I came here uh, for for C, for a school. Uh, came to Pensacola, December seventh, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, um, I was two, by the way. Oh, okay. Thanks, dude. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Got you. 
You weren't even born yet, Chief, I know. You're away. <laughs> so get uh, get here, go through A school, um, <clears throat> get me ready for my first ship, uh. going to the USS Seattle, okay. AOE. I don't know what an AOE, I don't even know what the Navy is. I'm, I'm expected to go out to sea. I'm expected to get on this ship and go out. <laughs> Be gone. Yeah, you got. The, I don't. I have no idea what the Navy is. Right. Still, I mean, I, I, you know, I've been through boot camp. I've been through A school, but I, I'm thinking I'm gonna go out and sail. That's it. I'm never coming back to port. Seriously, I didn't think I was coming back to port. I'm, I'm just thinking to get on a ship and be gone. That's it. <clears throat> so, they said, okay, you've got to fly to Norfolk. You're, you got to go meet your ship in Norfolk. I'm like, okay. So I, you know, pack up my sea bag. And <clears throat> Fly to Norfolk, get off in Norfolk, and I didn't know what to do. They said, go meet your ship in 32nd Street. I'm like, all right. So I got off, and I don't even remember how I got there. But anyway, I got to 32nd Street, and I'm looking for, I asked the gate guard, I said, can you tell me where USS Seattle is? He goes, it's not here. I'm like, uh, huh? He goes, yeah, it's not here. My orders say USS Seattle, any, uh, it's 32nd Street, Norfolk, Virginia. I'm like, okay. He goes, you might want to go to Desron 23 or whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I go over there. I said, yeah, I'm uh, EW3 Filson. I'm supposed to report to the USS Seattle. He's like, Seattle ain't here. <laughs> I just got told that. I said, where is it? He's like, um... Well, we don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? He goes, well, it's 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 out to sea somewhere. I said, well, I expected that. He goes, uh, just hang tight. He goes, comes back like comes back like 30 minutes later. There's a commander. He comes back. He goes, uh, sir. He goes, son, um, we got to fly into uh, Gitmo. I'm like, Gitmo. What's Gitmo? He goes, Cuba. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we got to fly you to get them. I'm like, he goes, the ship's pulling in there. I'm like, all right. He goes, <clears throat> the the duty driver's going to drive you drive you to this plane. You get on this plane, they're going to fly you to get more. I'm like, man, this is kind of cool, man. Planes just flying me places, flying yeah, me places. Yeah. So this duty driver takes me to the airport, the, and we jump on this. I jump on this plane, and they fly me to Cuba. Get off in Cuba. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm. What up? Yeah, we're doing the we're doing the thing. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. You can sit over here and listen. You're here with us. We're in here with the celebrity. Don't get nervous now. Oh, I'm not nervous. He's not nervous. nervous. I'm in I'm in Cuba right now. You in Cuba? I'm in Cuba. Oh. You ready to go? Ready? Ready to? to you ready to to do the? You gotta pull up a chair. Yeah. You know? The EW three this. Filson trip. This is this is a trip. So one two three. So we go from Cuba, <laughs> and we go, I get there, we fly in, we touch down. And I'm like, what in the world is this? <laughs> it's Cuba. But it was, so that was your, but that was your first time out of, of the, the country. Country, yeah. I mean, I'm like, uh, I've been to Canada one time, but it was just across the border, you know, no big deal. So I've been, I'm in Cuba, and I'm like, this is kind of weird. And the guy's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm here to pick up the USS Seattle. He goes, Seattle, that ain't coming here. What do you mean 
it's not coming here. He goes, you better get back on that plane right now because it ain't coming here. It's not scheduled to come here for months. I'm like, I'm running back to the plane. So they fly me back to Norfolk. I get back to Norfolk. I go back to that Deseron. And I'm like, hey, man, Seattle's not scheduled to go to Gitmo for another two months. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, just go to the TPD barracks and just hang out. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, yeah, just just go in there and check in, and, and we'll figure out what to do with you. I'm like, okay, all right. So I go over to TPD, check in the TPD, and uh, I said, yeah, I'm here. I'm supposed to wait here until my ship shows up somewhere. And they're like, oh, okay. He goes, oh, you're a third class. Uh, yeah, you go stay in these barracks. I'm like, all right. I've been in the Navy. I, I came in in October, and this is April. You know, I've been in the Navy six months. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a third class. I'm fresh, though. I don't know nothing. You know, and he's like, go ahead, let's go sit over here. I'm like, okay. So I go. And he goes, muster, muster whenever you get up over here. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, so I sleep in. It's 8 o'clock. I go down and muster and. They're like, yeah, just hang out, uh, muster at 1,500, and we'll, we'll figure out something to do with you. I'm like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> I just do my own thing yeah, for, yeah. you know, I'm like, all right. So I muster and go and watch a movie, a couple movies at the movie house. I come back 1,500, and they said, all right, um, tomorrow morning we're going to put you on a cleaning detail, and, and you clean, clean some stuff, and then you'll be done for the day. I'm like, all right, cool. So I do that for two weeks. All of a sudden, they said, hey, you need to go back to Desron. They think they found your ship. I'm like, all right. So I go back to Desron. They said, all right, we're flying you to Puerto Rico. I'm like, all right, that sounds cool. They fly me to Puerto Rico. I get to Puerto Rico, get off the plane, take this Harry Carey ride from, from the airport in Puerto Rico to Rosie Roads. Get to Rosie Rhodes. I said, yeah, I'm supposed to meet the USS Seattle. Uh, it's not supposed to be here for a week. What do you mean it's not supposed to be here for a week? Yeah, it got hung up. It's not going to be here for a week. I'm like, oh, what do you want me to do? They said, well, the barracks are over there. Just hang out. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> this is cool. I mean, I can think of worse things to be, than being stuck in Puerto Rico for a week. right? So, yeah, so I go to the barracks room. Right when I get to my barracks room, there's a beer machine right outside my door. I'm like, 50 cents a beer right outside my door. I'm like, oh, this is pretty terrible, you know. And I go to the club, and we go to the movies and ride the movie, you know, watch every movie there and ride the ride the bus back and crash and don't do nothing for a week, right? One thing that happened there that was all scary of all get out. So we're sitting there, and we, we missed the last bus coming back. And so we're walking through these swamps, and we hear this. And there's crabs chasing us down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh. So we take off running. We're running down Puerto Rico streets, you know, on rosy roads, and we're running. We get back to the barracks, and we're all just sweaty. Oh, man, but it, was, it was a good time. So... Finally, the Seattle shows up, and uh, a week later, and I check on board, and they said, oh, man, you're EW3 Filson, man. We've been looking for you forever. I'm like, well, I'm finally here. They said, oh, yeah, man, here's a rack. 
I'm like, oh, okay. And they gave me, a, I guess it was a top rack at that time. And uh, I'm like, well, that's kind of high up there. They said, you want a bottom rack? I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. So they gave me a bottom rack. I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is kind of cool. And uh, so they gave me a bottom rack. And ship was... Quick question. What's up? Weintraub, is he designated as the assistant flight pilot? He is. Yep. One, two, three. So we go back. So I'm on the ship. On the ship. And ship life is... It's all right, you know. I'm, I'm in. We're cruising around, you know, around and around and around, and of course, one of the one of the smart aleck OS ones. OS is man. He goes, he goes. Hey man, go down to the HT shop and get me an HT punch. I'm like, all right, cool. I gotta go down. Go down to the HT shop. Knock on the door. Hey, uh, EW3 Filson, I'm from um, I'm from Combat. Um, sent down here to get an HT three or get an HT punch. Oh, okay. Come on in. Dog all the door. The dog. The door got dogged. I'm like. Oh shit. Uh okay. What's what's happening, fellas? Dudes came from out of the overhead or something, man. Just started jumping on me, man. Just start wailing on. They're punching me. I'm in my full length dungarees, right? My oh, yeah. fire retardant full length dungarees, man. They're punching me. I'm fighting, man. I'm just you know, I'm a big dude. And I'm this is I'm just out of boot camp, you know, A school. I'm I'm fit, dude. I'm strong yeah. as a bull. I'm fighting, man. I'm throwing guys off. I'm fighting. They're guys falling. They're fighting. I'm getting bloody. It's just it's throwdown, man. All of a sudden, you know, it goes on. This goes on for forever. I don't know how long. Finally, they just all just step off me, and they're like, "Get up." Man, that was one of the best fights we've ever had, man. That was awesome, man. You're awesome. Man, that was so much fun. Anytime you need anything, you just come down here and you just ask for it, man. Anything you need, you come down here and get it, man. We'll give you anything for you. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was life. That was that was my first experience with uh hazing HT three H T punch in the in the H T shop. So, um, the, any more of those, like, I'm sure you have tons of those hazing stories. I like the, I like the rite of passage in hazing stories. I, I like that. So it was like, it was like, you and I talked about, did we talk about the rite of passage thing yesterday? No. Oh, no, we, well, we just talked about it before, but, uh. Crossing the line, shellback initiation. Ah. Uh, is that something that you could talk about? Oh yeah, I don't care. Because I know that they really have a thing. That was back know? in 1990, man. That was that was like 30 years ago, 32 years ago. So we, uh, this was on the. So I I went to a look before before that. Let me let me let me tell you a little more about my my navy. Okay. okay. So the Seattle, we we go to we go to Cuba. We end up going to Gitmo. Just to get stuck in Gitmo for two months. We were only supposed to be there for three weeks. We get there stuck stuck there for three two months. Uh, go through ref tray and everything. Get back to get back to Norfolk. 
go to go on a six month deployment to to the med mm-hmm. med cruise awesome deployment to the med deployment yeah. to the med that was awesome love love the med cruise spent christmas in 1987 i spent christmas in nice france between nice and monte carlo and monaco oh wow i mean christmas day i was skiing in the french alps i mean i, I it was that was cool now the ships i was on they the it was it was eh. but the places i visited yeah it was it was cool so we I get done there. We coming back from the. We're coming back from the med. A, a message comes in. We need a volunteer to go on a North Atlantic cruise. We need an EW to go on a North Atlantic cruise for a, for a uh, for a supplemental. I'm like North Atlantic cruise. I'm thinking Norway. You know, like Sweden, Sweden, Sweden Greenland, all this that. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking this is. Oh, man, I ain't never been there. Yeah, that sounds cool. Sign me up, man. Sign me up. Yeah. I told EW1 Ross, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm there. So he signs me up. We come back, come back to come back to the United States and everything, and we get back about three weeks later. He calls me into the office and he goes, Hey, man, you got picked. Uh, need you to get ready to go. Uh, we're going to fly you to Earl, New Jersey. I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, they so they fly me to uh, New York. Uh, what's the airports in New York? Like LaGuardia, no. or JFK. JFK. They flew me to JFK. Get off the air. Get off the airplane in JFK, <laughs> and I go and ask a, a taxi. Taxi. I said, hey, can you take me to Earl? Uh, Naval Station. What? What is Earl Navy Station? What are you talking about? I'm like, Earl, New Jersey Naval Station? I don't even know what you're talking about. I have no clue. Anyway, make a long story short, six hours later, phone calls to my mom, phone calls to the, she's calling the Desron, she's calling my ship, you know, because I've only got, I've I've only got a, a phone card to call, whereas she can call direct. Finally gets through to him. The ship sends a car to get me. Finally, the duty driver, and they drive me to the ship. I get to I get to the ship. I check on board. Um, it's like a Friday. I check on board. Get my sea bag and I start unloading my clothes and uh, got all my heavy stuff because we're going on North Atlantic cruise. And the guys are like, "What you got your heavy gear for?" I'm like, "North Atlantic cruise." Uh, Dude, we're going to the North Arabian Gulf. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, we're going to Roselhad and going between Masira and Roselhad. We're uh, doing <laughs> we're doing ship station in North Arabian Gulf off of Saudi Arabia. I'm like, are you serious? They're like, oh yeah, we're we're going out there and we're staying. Make the best of a bad situation. So we go over there and I start working out with the seals. There was we had seals on board and everything. We start working out with the seals and everything. And they they ended up flying me back after being underway, underway for 92 days. We were underway for 92 days and they flew me back. Flew from Masira Airhead to Diego Garcia, spent three days three days in Diego. Went from Diego back up to uh, Bahrain 
from Bahrain to Athens, Athens to Naples, Naples to Frankfurt, West Germany, Frankfurt, West Germany to Philly, then Philly to Norfolk. Holy smokes, dude. It was crazy. Holy smokes. I get back, I get back and I go up to to my LPO Ross. I'm like, dude. He goes, How was it? I said, I just spent ninety two days underway. He goes, What? I said, Yeah, we I was over in the Gulf the whole time. He goes, Are you serious? I'm like, Yeah. He goes, Man, take two weeks off. Just do whatever you gotta do. I'm like, all right. So so then after that we were we were in the yards and then after that I came back to Pensacola or came, yeah, I came back to Pensacola for C school, got went through C school, met my wife here, uh, at Corey. She was we uh, I was playing playing video games at Corey and she was playing pool and then I went over to a restaurant and she was at the restaurant. Uh, it's called the Trade uh, Crosswinds, and uh, we ended up talking. And the rest it? is history. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day in 1989, 88. She was in the Navy too. No, her uh, stepdad had died in the Navy, and so she had full full uh, access to the like base and everything, on base privileges and stuff. So anyway, we start dating and everything and then we got married July 29th we got married April like 16th or August 16th we shipped out to San Diego get to San Diego to a the USS Reasoner a little Knox class frigate baby frigate and uh, jump on board there and we're in the yards and get through the yards start doing workups ref tray you know all this stuff go to Hawaii came back did Went to, went to uh, San Francisco, came back, and uh, then they got us ready for uh, Westpac. Our Westpac longest longest underway period on this Westpac was going to be seven days. We were port hopping all over the place. We were going to be going to Mauritius, which hadn't been visited by a Navy ship in like 15 years we were going we were going everywhere going to Pakistan we were going to Singapore we were going uh, to I mean everywhere you name it we were going there like Thailand Australia Thailand we were going to Australia we were going to Japan we were going to Hong Kong I mean yeah we were doing it we were doing a a, a, just a cruise just Mm -hmm. a and uh, so we're headed over Um, we get over Stopped in Hawaii, stopped in PI, headed down, and we're headed to Diego Garcia, across the equator. Do our do our shellback initiation, boy. If you, that was. Oh, man, it was. To, to become a shellback boy, it's it's, I mean, so you get a two-inch fire hose these guys took these two-inch fire hoses you know two feet long 18 inches long and they take them and cut them soak them in salt water for like weeks and then they so it set them in the sun and just let them dry then they take them and wrap them in duct tape and, and electrical tape in the ends and they just got these sticks and they that's their that's their shillelaghs and they 
get us on the ground, and they just walk us around the ship on our hands and knees, beating us, beating us with these things, just beating us, beating us, beating you, beating you, beating you, beating you. I mean, just, Whoa. it was awesome. It was, it, I mean, I lived it. I mean, it, it was, was awesome. I loved it. It was, beat I mean, I did. I So, so the, so you get done, you get done and you meet the baby. They got the, the baby. And the baby is there. And we had an SG, STGCS, a senior chief sonar tech. Called him, his name was Senior Chief Gussler. We called him Senior Chief Gutler. He ended up, he got kicked out of the Navy. 18 years got kicked out for being obese. And, uh, Gutler. 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 He was the baby. He was the baby. And, uh, had the cherry in his belly and everything. I grabbed a hold of him. I'm blowing in his belly, trying to get that cherry out. He's trying to push me away. I'm like, give me that belly. He's pushing me away. Man, it was it was times. And they threw me in the back of the line. And uh, for that, kept beating me again. Just, you're resisting, you're resisting. Go to the back of the line. Go to the back of the line. Just beating me again. And... So I went up there again, and I did the same thing. This time they put me in the stockade. So you're in a stockade, real-life stockade. Hands in, head in, mm. butt out. The old just, medieval. Old medieval yeah, stockade. Yeah, stockade. Right. And they're just beating you, just beating you, just full-out shillelagh beating. And it's just shooting true serum in your mouth, which is hot sauce, just shooting in your mouth. Come on, you... You admit you screwed up. Admit you screwed up. I didn't screw up. That's that's not my baby. That's not the king. Oh, you gotta admit it. No, he's not the king. And uh, yeah, it just kept going on and on and on. And then you had to dig the uh, the pearl. Try to find the pearl in the in the toilet. And it's oysters. There's just oysters in this toilet. You're trying to find, trying to pull out an oyster. Trying to find an oyster in there. But if you pull out an oyster, you're okay. But there's puke in there and everything. And so you got your face down in this toilet, and there's oysters in this thing. And you're in there just wallering around trying to find this thing and pull out an oyster. And you give show them the oyster, and they're like, try to find the pearl, try to find the pearl. And so you go back in there, and you come back with an oyster. And, it, it, and that kept going on. And then you crawl around more and crawl around more. And then they put you down the, the chute finally at the end. And it's just trash that's been sitting out on the mat, out on the flight deck for months, well, weeks. And just stench, just the stink of the thing is just so god-awful horrible. You still smell it in your nose. It's just horrible. And uh, so the, they get done, get all done. And they're like, congratulations, Shellback. I strip my clothes off, my boots off, everything, throw it over the side, and just run back to birthing naked. I'm just like, yeah. This is before chicks on the ship, and we're just like, yeah. We're we're shellbacks. We're shellbacks. But yeah, that was a good time. But then, so that was that was uh, the 28th of July, 1990. Mm. So then we're headed Diego Garcia, still headed there. And all of a sudden, August 3rd. August 3rd, 1990. Was that? That's it. That's a, yeah, that's, that's the day. Start. 
they said, I get up to combat, and we get the, they said, hey, man, we just got this message. Look at it. Look at it. And I look at this message, and it says, head north, fastest available speed, arrive on station. Yeah, that's the start of the Gulf order. War, right? Start of the Gulf War. They got invaded. Holy and uh, so we arrive on station. We we're the first we we're the first ship on station uh, up in the Straits of Hormuz. We sat in the Straits of Hormuz waiting for uh, tankers to come out. We were the first ship to board a tanker and uh, first ship to do a multi, multi-boarding, first ship to do a multinational boarding. And, I mean, we did, we did multiple boardings with, like, the French Navy, the Italian Navy, the Australian Navy. I mean, just, I mean, you name it, we did it with them. Uh, English Navy. Did it with special special forces from the uh, the Italian Navy, uh, special forces from the French Navy. Um, doing boardings was just, I mean, the stuff we saw over there was just crazy. It was uh, uh, the you know going on. I was part of uh, the attack teams, you know, and mm-hmm. everything that you see over there is just crazy. It's Boarding, boarding. Does that mean like, because what kind of ship was it that you were on? I was on a Knox class frigate. Okay, so smaller ship. Small, small bull. And then when you board, it means like you're we're boarding super tankers. Like that means that like you're, maybe you have some sort of intelligence or whatever that these guys are embarked busting the embargo. So oh, okay. they're they're going they're carrying grain out or they're carrying they're carrying some kind of illegal stuff out and so we got to stop them and turn them around. Okay. And so you we're boarding them to stop them. Boarding them to stop them to stop them. And like you guys are boarding them with like M16. Ar- yeah, yeah, M16, M16 arms and you know, pistols, everything and, and shotguns and all. Whoa. And you know, we're fully armed going on board um just the yeah, it's but You signed up for EW. EW. But then that was that sort of like a TAD thing, like okay, or that was just like no. one of those teams that you're on. Like yeah, sometimes I was, you're. I was auxiliary for. I was auxiliary. Oh, okay. ASF. You, you, I was ASF. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was I was ASF first off because I was so big. Yeah. They're like, we want you ASF, you know, because when you're six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds, I mean, you're yeah, you're, you're pretty pretty formidable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Formidable target. Holy, yeah, yeah, formidable target too. Or also intimidating. Intimidating, you yeah. know. So they wanted me as ASF. So I was ASF my entire career, and uh, auxiliary. What was that? Auxiliary security force. Of course, yeah. And uh, yeah, I hung out with all the FCs and gunners mates and and everybody. I, I, I was in. I was in gunners uh, in the. I hung out in uh, the gunnery all the time mm-hmm. in the armory, and. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. I mean, it, it 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 wasn't great. It wasn't a great. I didn't enjoy my Navy time, but I made the best of my Navy time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was all right. And then you know, I got out. Me and my wife, we we decided that at the end of my career, at the end of my at the end of my six year tour, we were like, so do I stay in or do I get out? go back to Pensacola we know we want to you know get out there so why not sign on for three more years Mm -hmm. go back there teach for three years and then get out Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of a no-brainer so I re-enlisted for three years and uh, 
got to choose my duty duty station, so I chose Quarry Station. Came back here, uh, signed, you know, did did three years there. Master Training Specialist got all the, you know, got all the stuff there that I could. Um, couldn't make first class. I think I think the last time I took a, a, a test, the final multiple was like 240. It was like ridiculous to make first class back then. But I had a package in to go ECP, Enlisted Commissioning Program, but it just wasn't for me. It, the, I stay in Navy just wasn't for me. So. Come in. What's up, Uh, I was looking for a sheet, by the way. Unless you happen to heard anything else about uh, Cassianos, the geobatch thing with the CNC. I haven't heard anything. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. Do you mind if I talk to Senior about it for him? Yeah. But, I mean, he might be the best person to talk yeah. to first. Did, you know if he's feeling like he's coming in? So. Hey, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> he's the one that's geobatch. Okay. I'll talk to him. I'll, I'll I'll talk to him, and then once he if he tells me whatever he tells me, then I'll yeah. I'll, okay. I'll we'll be around. Know. We're just gonna be more planning though. Okay. One, two, three. So then I uh, size a quarry for three years and come up for you know into my tour. Master Chief. He was like the crusty EW Master Chief. Mm -hmm. He was like the senior, senior, senior Master Chief EW mm -hmm. in the Navy. He's like, Pep Stills, what you gonna do with your life? I'm like, uh, I'm kind of, you know, done. He's like, well, what if I could get you orders? I'm like, well, you'd have to get me the orders that I want in order for me to stay in. He goes, well, what's the orders you want? I said, I want to go to San Diego to a ship that doesn't get underway much, I want to be the LPO. He goes, hmm, all right, let me work on that. So I left his office, Come, he calls me, better spill to come into the office. Right. I got you the USS Coronado, out of Coronado, LPO. <laughs> Coronado was an AGF, it was the command ship, it doesn't get underway much, out of Coronado, LPO. Got me the orders that wow. I asked for. So I went home and talked to the wife, and I'm like, baby, well, you know, I don't really want to stay in the Navy. And it was going for a five-year tour. Uh -huh. I would have had to extend for two more years to put me at to put me at 16 years so I could come back to Corey to retire at Corey mm -hmm. from, from Corey at 20. But I'm like, I don't know if I can go to a ship for seven years. I really always want to get out of the Navy. She goes, well, let's look for a job. So we started looking for a job, and she was going to Pensacola Junior College at the time, which is Pensacola State now. She was going there for uh, some computer classes, and she was taking a computer class, and I put in a bunch of resumes with different different companies and stuff. And <clears throat> she uh, found this guy in the class that she was working with, and he said that he was working at the Motorola shop, and that you know he was the general manager there, and. Casey goes, well, my husband, I think, put in a resume there. You know, would you be interested in looking at his resume if he gets puts it in? And he goes, yeah, I'll look at it, no problem. So he ends up looking at it and calls me in and has me look at a schematic. And I, he says, read the schematic for me. And 
I'm like, all right, well, it goes this and does this, does this, does this, does this, reads a schematic for him. And he's like, well, okay. And they call me and offer me a job and poof, started working there. I worked there before I got out of the Navy. I got out, I got out, I think it was September, like September 11th, September 9th, September 9th, I think it was, of 95 I got out, but I started working there like August 15th or something. Mm-hmm. I was working there and at Corey, go to Corey whenever. And uh, what's funny is Joe Fontecchio that works on nights here, he worked there too. Him and I have, him and I oh, have been nice. working together since 95. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, we've been – and so I worked there for, like I said, for the five years, and the last two of it was the contract job here. And uh, then – like I said, I've been here doing and everything and it's it's crazy. I mean the stuff I've the stuff I've seen here, the changes that have that have come through, the amount of ACs that come through here is just unbelievable. Right, right. The amount of you guys, how many how many of you guys come through this office? Well this I mean this hasn't even been the chief office the whole time. This used to be our office. We had this as an office for for a while. This was part of the ET's office I mean that over there was the ET's office where Kent is I mean we've had this whole place just changes it just just transforms and stuff life changes and things change and you know life life's good you know you make the best of what you get and you you do you do and you do and you do um you know you 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 help people along the way, you know, being a chief and being the command fitness coordinator, you know that. You help people yeah. do whatever 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 you can to help them. It's it's a it's a you know, helping people along the way, helping things do what you can. This you know, I'm fifty five years old, I'm at the end of in end of my I've got I've got nine years till I retire, but you know, I'm I'm at the end of my life, of my, not my life, my work career. I've been working for 30 years, the last nine, you know, what, what's it going to do? I mean, really, right. in the scheme of things. Um, I love helping people. I love helping the elderly uh, with, with life. They call me for computer problems all the time. They're, they're, my, mom used to, my mom used to call me all the time, but then she married a computer real computer literate guy and so now he helps her so well you're the dude like i'll bring in what was that i brought you that that tea that that water heat kettle thing kettle thing but everybody i know everybody like brings stuff like i mean you probably know this but like around here you're like a celebrity around here you know what i mean but people people just like you you know what i mean but you but they like you because of your personality but they like you also because you genuinely want to help, right? It's I not do. like yeah, it's not like a fake thing. It's it's not. I love I love helping people. Like I said, I I, I just had one of the guys that used to work here, Blue. You remember Blue? He's the older guy. Yeah. Fished all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife, she's so sweet, Miss Pat. She's uh, she had brain uh, brain cancer and stuff. She's had brain surgeries and stuff. And she has computer problems and it's so funny she's like Mike I, I don't know what I did but can can you so I'll try to walk her through on texts text text messaging or trying mm-hmm. to help her with her computer problems and 
she lives they live way up in cantonment they live up past tate high school oh wow so it's like way up past where i live and everything and i'm like i like try to walk her through stuff and finally i'm just like all right pat i'm coming up to the house let me just let me just go up there and fix it so you know i go up there and work on her computer and um there was people down just down the street from me and they were they were elderly they would call me all the time Mike, can you come down and look at my computer? I don't know what Linda's done to it. It's Bill and Linda. They, I don't know what Linda's done to it. It's something's wrong with her computer. Can you come down and look at it? And I'd walk down there and look at their computer. It's just, it's just, you know, you do what you can. God's given me gifts to do things, and you know, I do them. He's blessed me that I've, you know, got the knowledge of everything that you know I can do things and stuff I used to coach I used to coach all the time uh, coached basketball and coached uh, softball up at Hillcrest Church since the pandemic thing I, I haven't coached you know in two years right. and it's kind of a bummer because I mean I love the kids the kids are just one of the one of the kids Zach he he's like my third son he's I mean if it wasn't I mean, he was him and I were twittering back and forth this morning instead of texting. We were shooting twits back and forth, tweets back and forth to each other about uh, electric cars and electricity, uh, different things and stuff. And you know, my son, I coached him um, their freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. and then him and Sean became best friends. And actually, him and Sean have the the podcast together okay and stuff and uh they're best friends and but you know he he's like he's like seriously he's my third son he's just like and just come from coaching him you know and just being there for people i just love being there for people another thing i love i love doing is is paying it forward Mm -hmm. uh going through a going through the sonic and you know you go go up to the window and I'll get a drink or whatever, you know, two dollar drink. Sure. I'm like, hey, what's the, what's the people behind this bill? It's like, it's fourteen twenty five. I'm like, here's a twenty. Can you pay for that? Give me the change. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. So I get the change from. Dude, that's them. awesome. And they're like, they're like, what? They said your bill was only two dollars. I'm like, yeah, I'm paying for theirs. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, Dude, just, that's just awesome. do. Yeah. But it's it's just God's God's given me God's given me so much. I mean, it's just it's. And I never, I never try to see the people. I never try to let them see who did it. Yeah. I try to let the pe- let I tell the people at the at the cash register to let me go before I before they tell them what yeah. happened because I don't want them I don't want them to know who I am. Right. It's a, it's you know it's a, it's a blind thing. I don't want. It's 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 just what I do, and it's you know, and if I can make somebody's day better. You know, put a smile on her face. Yeah. You know, make make their day better. Then fine, I make their day better. And if you know, come up to somebody and say, "Hey, man, I like that smile on you. That smile looks good on you." And they they smile, and that makes their they, that makes them smile that much more. Then, man, that much more smile comes out of a person. It's you know? true. It's you know, uh, that's great. Crusty up here at the front. Uh, I don't even know her real name. You know, it hits hits. Yeah, yeah. She. You know, her and I, you know, I try to put a smile on her face, you know, every day. She's just, you know, these people, these people just, it, it makes, makes their day to, to smile. There's a gate guard. He, 
he's uh i come i come in you know i come in at five o'clock in the morning and uh it's i see him in the mornings and i'm like man awful early for you and he's like i know i've only got an hour left i'm like but you could make it you can make it you can do this he's like i know but i it's, i just get so tired here at the end of the shift i'm like but you can do it you can you can finish this out and he's like i'll do it because you told me to i'm like all right well as long as as long as you make it through then you're, you're gonna do it and, you know just things like that it's just you know life's 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 good life's life and it is what it is what you make of it and as long as as long as I can make somebody's day a better thing, a better, you know, hey, have a good day, or you know, or just just a laugh and just joke a laugh, around. joke like, around, like, like we you, always do. Yeah, like yeah. you and I. You, I mean, shoot, if you're one of the best guys I've ever met. It's like it's like it's gonna be a bad day when you leave, and it's, uh, it's gonna be tough on me. But you know, just. Yeah, just joking around and uh, camaraderie and everything. It's 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 a good thing. Life's good and life life's a life's life's a blessing and you've got to look at it that way because you know so many things so many things can get you down and there's so much bad in this world. But if we can just you know just stay good and just stay smiling and just just stay up. That yeah yeah you know I'm with you man. Bring it, bring it on to other people. Just rub it off on a little bit. Then why I, not? I can imagine. I, I mean, how you are, right? So this, like, the type of person you are, yeah. And how we know each other for a couple of years now, yeah. But I mean, how you are now is is based off of how you know you, what you've learned and and unlearned whatever in the past. Right. But I can imagine that your personality. This is how you've always been. Yeah. So all those stories, like. That you talk, talk about joining the Navy and then all the stuff and then the ASF stuff, boarding ships and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But like you said, yeah, the sh- ship a lot of time wasn't fun and things. Like but like everybody always knows, once you're done doing those really sh- shitty things, when you look back, you always think, well, it wasn't that bad. Especially if you had a good mentality right. and you were with cool people. Right. That, you know what I mean? Right. That's what makes everything always the best thing. Because mm-hmm. like you said, things are going to be crappy. There's a lot of bad stuff in this world or whatever. Yeah. But if you try to, you know, it's like how you react to it. Yeah. It's it's how you respond to it. Mm-hmm. That's really going to make it what it is, you know. Yep. And, um, yeah, anyway, I, I can imagine all those stories you told. But but how you are, right. you know what I mean? Like it makes me wanna. I wish I could go in the past yeah. and like, all right, I want to experience all that with, with Mike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I wish I could have done that because it would have been all, it would have been awesome. Yeah, you know, it was, we had we had good times. We had. I mean, it was. It, I, I mean, it wasn't always you know, great, but it's, we had yeah. fun. I mean, we had chipping chipping paint off the ship wasn't always fun but we made the best of it we, yeah you know we, whatever you got to do to to get things done and, you know smile and joke and you know have fun it's life is life so yeah enjoy things you know make the best of of any situation and uh you know go out there and go out there and give 110 percent in everything you do and and make the best of it because i love it because because life's short. I mean, 
dude, I'm, like I said, I'm 55 years old. I remember when I was 25. I mean, I was the stuff we were talking about. I was 25 years old. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it was just yesterday. Yeah, I mean, literally, it was. Yeah, it, was it was 30 years ago. It was 30 years ago, but it was yesterday. It was. it, yeah. it was. I'm, what What is it they say? They say the days are long, but the decades are quick. You ain't lying. Yeah. Yeah. This next nine years is gonna fly by. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm ready for retirement, but I'm, I'm I don't. Yeah, but you're a you're a you're a guy that has a lot of stuff that you like to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like tinkering and a lot of, and a lot of helping out. You'll be fine. Yeah, you it's know? just I I hate the drive in in the morning, the drive home. I hate driving down Blue Angel Road. I hate that yeah. Blue Angel Parkway drive. It just ugh. if they could if somebody's listening to this and they can do anything about four lane in Blue Angel Parkway, do it. Yep, yeah, mom. I know you're like one of the three people who listens to this, but can you do something about that, please, Mom? <laughs> Appreciate it. Dude. Pleasure. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I really loved it, man. I love you, man. Love you, man. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right.